We're professional. We're going to start it. We're rolling, Rick. This is, this is exciting. It? Damn. This is Welcome impressive. back. Happy New Year, huh? Whew, is it? Is it? Is it happy? Uh, uh, is no. It the New Year? Not today. We, we lost Super day. Dave and Mean Gene Oakland. It's I, a bad start. That's a terrible start. I'm telling you, I, I sent Adam Egan a thing. I just said, you know, this the way this year's going, Bob Euchre will be dead by February. <gasps> Because it's only fantastic human beings that don't get the appreciation they deserve. That's true. With Mean Gene and Super Dave. I love Mean Gene. That's sad. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Well, I'm excited to be back to do the World Famous Comedy Store podcast, Rick. I'm, are you excited? I'm excited. We're uh, supposed to pretend, Rick. Is this this of- is gonna be this is gonna be all of our year. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm positive now. Everybody's here. This is your year. I got like seven texts already. This is going to be your year, I swear. People don't even try anymore with me. They're oh, they don't like, send it to you? They're just like, no, you're well, doomed. Well, I'm down to seven. It used to yeah. be more than that. Yeah, people still believe. <laughs> no, man. I still believe, Rick. I believe in you. Uh, we got Jeremiah Watkins here. This Woo! might this might actually be his year. De- Jeremiah, this is going to be your year. I got a feeling. All right. All right. I'll take it from the Comedy Store <laughs> podcast. Let's do it. Trust well, me. We have called it on a few people. It's yeah? going to be their year. Ooh. Yep. Okay. La, like two months ago, we said, Sebastian, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Wait, wasn't he already and doing pretty well, Bill Rick? Burr, a couple yep. weeks ago, we said, I think he's I think... been doing okay for a while, Rick. So um, that's two for two. I guess I that's okay. Yeah. I don't I... think you're paying attention. No, properly. I guess I'm a little out of the loop, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, they only go giant. Joe, last year, podcast. Joe Rogan, we told him things yeah. you never know. I did like, just see him on a comics to watch list. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, he did our podcast and then Kanye West called him to do his, which is weird. I'm like, why didn't you call us? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> but know. But he's not a comic, so I can't. Yeah, not we, a regular. We had to That'd tell Kanye, regular. not invited, bro. Sorry, dude. <laughs> not take, a paid regular, bro. Take your right wing propaganda <laughs> somewhere else, dude. <laughs> right wing pro- Jeremiah I'm excited to have you on this I'm excited I'm, gl- I'm glad two we two Kansas Cityans I know we're actually both wearing Kansas City gear right yep. now I know well, and so we're, gay we are pretty much whoa <laughs> sorry easy sorry. with that easy with that we're from I'm Kansas please don't even insinuate <laughs> any sort of homosexuality I thought you were just we a will bunch lose of Kansas our home City base. faggots All I right. didn't well, know <laughs> that's the only one we're dancing oh okay I'm sorry <laughs> that's my favorite we let loose yeah <laughs> uh, that line Makes me so happy every time now, just knowing so how unhappy dumb. millennials have to be. Yeah, I mean they probably don't even watch that movie. No, they would. They probably are trying to have it banned. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. Have you ever seen Blazing Saddles? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Good. But he's. A I get nervous because you're. He's young. Yeah, he's, he's young, but you're My, a comedian. Yeah, so yeah. 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 I mean, you've hung out with degenerates long enough that. Of course. Someone at least had to force you to watch it if you weren't into <laughs> I've it. I've seen it many times. Yeah. Um, but. I can watch it on a loop. Yeah, I love it. Do you, I'm racist, though. <laughs> that's yeah, why. that's the thing. Oh, Homophobic. How, mm-hmm. All the prejudices all you of got. It. It's all in there. Uh, do you think you think outrage is going to to last 2019? I mean, it was oh, the yeah. it was the thing in 2018. I think, honestly, just outrage. As you're saying, just in general, just people being yeah, outraged yeah, yeah. by everything. Uh, I think it's going to continue for a while. I think really? it's going to get. 
so bad until the bubble pops on it. I think that's what's the outrage bubble. But like what bubble? Like a meteor hitting the earth? I think it's or? gonna. No, I think it's gonna get as long as so... Trump. As long as Trump is in office, liberals yeah. will lose their minds. <gasps> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. I think it's gonna get so outrageous until like people have to take a step back and like, okay, this is ridiculous. We're taking we're, it too like far. we're taking everything. Yeah, like, you know, I think yeah. it'll go that far. Really, I don't yeah. think they'll ever see it. That, oh, we should take a step back. I think they're just so it's far gonna gone. Keep, it's yeah. gonna, just going to keep going downward. It's like, what's that new thing everybody's watching? Bird box? Birds? Yeah, bird box. Birds in the box. Bird box is great. I have a bird in my box sometimes. Bird house. <laughs> bird house. With Sandra Bullock, and they're all just blindfolded, I don't, just going off. Yeah. Of, yeah I don't care for at. Sandy Bullocks. You're what? not into it? How do you not like Sandra Bullock? I don't do like Sandy Bullocks. She was good in uh, The Speed. I liked her in The, the Speed. The Speed? Isn't it just Speed? It might be. I mean, okay. I like the speed. Keanu, phenomenal in that. Uh, he carried bollocks <laughs> uh, uh, all the way to the finish line in that one. But, I like the pluralization of the last name. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. A, I just don't enjoy watching her. She's I got like an her. annoying face. It's all, <gasps> it's all twitchy. My brother Billy would kick your ass. That's his girl. That's his hot girl. Well, that's I, his like supermodel. Like to him, she's that's a supermodel. the best. Yeah. All right. I don't know why you I think could she's see hot. It, I guess. I mean, she could get it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I, like, uh, I didn't yeah. know. I like, I like that response. She could okay, get Jeremiah, it. Okay, <laughs> Jeremiah. Right. She, she could get, get it. it. Yeah. You know why not? Let's let her get it. I mean, Sandra okay. Bullock. You know, come on. You would give it up. Your yeah. wife's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Sickening. I'll fight her right now. San- Sandy Bullock's gorgeous. Sandy, she, she, she's Sandy Bullock. <laughs> I don't like to brag, but my wife is Sandy Bullock's gorgeous. <laughs> she's hotter than Sandy Bullock's. Amen. I'll never call her anything other than Sandy Bullocks. That's just saying, that's, that's amazing. who she's been to me for years, what? and that's who I'll keep her at. Just like what pissed you off? What movie? Blindside. Blindside. I knew it. Uh, so terrible. Me too. By the way, she was so awful in that. Um, yeah, I just feel like Michael Orr was sitting somewhere going, "I don't think this is how it happened." Yeah, I don't. I, there was a better chance of him being like, "This is bullshit," but I would get up in them Sandy Bullocks. <laughs> Up in them guts, them bullet guts, <laughs> bullet guts. Uh, yeah, I don't. She drives me nuts. Uh, Reese Witherspoon drives me nuts. Oh, I like her. I think I liked her. Uh, the first movie I ever saw her in was Election. Oh, I that's it terrific! Was okay. Amazing, phenomenal. Her and Matthew Broderick are great. Mm-hmm. So many lines in that movie just shocked me in the movie theater. Really? Where I was just watching, like, I went going like, oh, it's going to be a comedy, I guess. But like the scene where the uh, gym teacher's talking about how he's fucking Ugh. Reese Witherspoon, and Dead. You, you know that like he's the gym teacher and she's a student. You're like, wow. You just the opening line is her pussy gets so, so wet, wet you could hardly believe it. <laughs> and Matthew Broderick's like, oh, I, I don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> and just so many people in the movie theater in Kansas City were like, oh. I was dying. How many how many times have you gone into a movie thinking it's a comedy and it's like meant to be a drama? Uh, uh, oh, I've done vice versa. Yeah? Yeah, where I've gone in thinking, thinking it's a drama and then it turned out to be a comedy? A Few Good Men was a comedy for me. That was one of my funniest. I mean, that is a funny I movie. I fucking pee my pants <laughs> watching that. I took, uh, when I was Would in... you think that's a comedy? Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> When I was at KU, you're doing it wrong. Me and right. uh, my buddy She's and some of the the rats that we were hanging around with. Pretty much, uh, everyone took a bunch of. I don't remember if they were on acid or mushrooms, but I was the driver, <laughs> and so everyone 
uh, got on a bunch of hallucinogenics, and then I drove us all to uh, a, one of the movie theaters in Olathe, Kansas, so that we could watch um, a movie, a Jesus movie. I had to bow my head. Sorry. That was uh, released by the TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Okay. It's one of those televangelist channels. So they made a movie called Carmen the Champion. It was about, I guess Carmen's a Christian singer or something. But uh, he plays a boxer who uh, was retired, and he's a security guard, and but he still he loves Christ. Okay. And the the world champion is this dirt dog who doesn't believe in the Lord. And one thing leads to another, and they end up having to fight for the world heavyweight title. And the group of people I was with were on so many drugs that they were dying laughing throughout the entire movie. And eventually we were... It sounds hilarious. We were asked to be quiet because it's 100% just a very serious, inspirational... Yeah. Very uh, spiritual, yeah. Moving other people with their families. No, no. Was this mandatory to watch in Kansas City? Because I've never heard of anything. I've no. never heard of that. We, we just used to do drugs and watch the Trinity Broadcasting Network, <laughs> and they kept advertising their own movies. Dude, I just used to take acid and watch Veggie Tales all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have loved to have gotten in on some Bob the Tomato. Yeah. Veggie tales. Yeah, man. That's a real thing? Yeah. yeah. It's a Christian cartoon. celery, <laughs> gotta be. Veggie tales. It was like this huge like uh, campaign, uh, this animated series that actually crossed over and went mainstream. It did. And just kids in general loved it, and it made tons of money, but they would sneak in Throw, little yeah. messages. Just li- like in and out. Slight, yes, yeah, just like in and out. Like, With the little psalms on the bottom of the cup or whatever. Like yeah, they always yeah had, just yeah. a little bit. There's Screw just them. enough like, yeah. in there. Like it's, it's not quite subliminal. It's just above the radar of right. subliminal. Yeah, and they, they'd sell up. it in all the yeah all the video stores. It'd be in the Christian section. Did you used to go to those Christian bookstores and stuff? <laughs> uh, I I have been. I mean, most of the people I My hung dad out with growing loved up loved them. Were, uh, we would go and rent movies and and book and buy books and stuff like that. It's beautiful. Books. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. When I was in college and we were real degenerates, we <laughs> we really got into it in a very sacrilegious way, but. Uh. <laughs> I loved it. I, we would watch all of them. Kirk Cameron made some Left Behind movies I, that oh, were phenomenal. I have seen those Left Behind movies, yeah. What does that mean, Left Behind? It, it's a series. I guess it's a Christian book series. It's basically like uh, the, rapture. The, the Rapture is taking place, and these oh, are the people that are we're left, left behind. behind. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Whoa. And, yeah, uh, it's hev- I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy whenever you actually like think about it. You're like, especially looking back, you're like, oh, some of this is pretty heavy topics. Yeah. They were pushing it. But I mean that was like that was mainstream in Kansas. Really? So like Oh yeah. I, I knew I knew kids who were generally religious just because it was the cool thing to do. No. And it seemed weird to me, but Really? It, yeah. Did wow. you have that growing up? I don't think I well when I Were you religious though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I went to like a private Christian school all the way up until eighth grade. But whenever I started going to public school that was not the case. Everybody they weren't was like, into it. No, no, no. Everybody, it was super se- young super life secular, and all that you know? stuff. Yeah, <laughs> super secular. Super, super secular. secular world. <laughs> yeah, I should have gone there. Yeah, I always thought it was weird. People would be like, "Hey, we're we're doing Bible study on Friday." I'm like, oh, "Cool, really? probably just watch the Breakfast Club or something." <laughs> I, I had the liberal hey, parents. Hey, hey. <laughs> Dude, I was watching. <laughs> 
I was Ooh, watching. Jeremiah. Damn, he's Get like knocking it, it Ooh, out. I love it. Uh, I was watching Breakfast Club over Christmas break. Julia was running around playing. Okay. And uh, it, it's on, I think it's on HBO now or Netflix or something, but okay. it was the uncensored version. And so oh. uh, <laughs> there's a scene, and I just wasn't thinking about her being there and how she's like a repeat sponge at this point. But uh, Emilio Estevez tells Judd Nelson, like, yeah, well, let's see the impression of your family. And he basically does the thing about how his dad abuses them or whatever. F you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then he gets all sensitive and he's like, I don't think I need to sit with you fucking dildos any longer. <laughs> and I, I just had a good chuckle, didn't think about it. And about five minutes later, yes. <laughs> Julia drops the, Ernie doesn't need the fucking dildos. And I was like, whoops. Said, don't say that. We don't say that word. And then she got. <laughs> we don't say them words. She got very upset that I was telling her not to say it because the man, the man said it on the TV. Why can't I? Yeah. Say it? I mean that's good logic. Yeah. So now I have to really be careful because she's in full repeat mode. And I just oh, yeah. like I would have loved it if today at Trader Joe's she would have said, "We don't need this fucking dildo telling me I can't have stickers." Yeah, that's a silly thing though. That Trader Joe's thing. Like if if somebody offered you a sticker, you take it. You say, "What's the magic word?" Whatever, yeah. and they don't say it or whatever. You just go, "All right." This lady. She could have even said, "Next time you have to say please." So, like, yeah. and then Julie would know, and she, and she would be like, "Oh, if I say please, that whatever." I get sick. Yeah. Now this lady, you know, th- this could very well be her last year on Earth. So she's got a terrible attitude. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, I like that. You're like seventy. You're working at Trader Joe's in Agora Hills. I mean, life's <laughs> not the way you planned it. The world. <laughs> So. I feel like I might be her, so I can't <laughs> well, really shit on her too much. Uh, yeah, look, I- she's trying to she's trying to go that that Elvin from the Cosby Show path. She's probably <laughs> wanted to be an actress. Deep cut, deep cut. <laughs> that that was real deep. That hurt. That hurt me. Didn't pan out for fifty years, and she said, "I'm gonna get the gig at Trader Joe's, and it'll probably launch me to stardom." Yeah, I might meet somebody in Trader you Joe's. I'm looking to work at Trader Joe's for that Trader Joe's is discount. You think they get even more of a discount? Who knows? I think the food's it. just free. There's, there's nothing anyone wants. <laughs> they pay wants. you in food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay you in vegetables. <laughs> Veggie tails. Very <sighs> exciting. Veggie tails, yeah. Jeremiah, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, since 2010 is whenever I started doing stand-up. Uh, January 2010. Yeah. Coming up on the anniversary. Coming eight up years. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you start nine, out nine here? Year, no, nine years. Yeah, yeah, out here. Yeah. Oh, oh you yeah. started out here, not Kansas City. No, yeah. I was taking uh, like improv classes and stuff like that in okay. Kansas City. Yeah. And no I, cursing. No cursing on the podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we don't. We don't, <laughs> you know, talk, we don't about, talk about improv. Uh, yeah, we're not fans of uh, improv and uh, look, being loose on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to lose all of our audience. <laughs> Unless, unless we're going to prepare to do full improv games, we don't like to riff. Every word is actually pre-written <laughs> for this podcast. So if you could not, you could just read improv. the cue cards. We're going to do the stick to the cue cards, Jeremiah. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're going to do the rhyme game now. I'm going to pass it around. <laughs> Wait, where were you taking improv class? Uh, at uh, at my high school and uh, community college. Johnson County Juco? Community Ooh, College. Woo, yeah. Juco. Yeah. That sounds uh, anti-Semitic, but I like it. 
Hey, man. It, it is been. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Juco. But, you know, that's where I learned improv, so. Yeah. <laughs> I got what I needed out of this situation. One of the best schools for it in the country. A lot of people don't realize. Johnson County. One of the best County. anti-Jew improv <laughs> schools anywhere that you can find. <laughs> that's amazing. So, you you were more into the improv and then when you came out here, they were like, yeah, we don't go for that. Well, no. I'm I, kidding. I, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I kept doing <laughs> he improv. He just answers. He's so nice. I kept doing improv. at. Uh, I took class at Second City and Groundlings whenever I moved out here. And I was doing stand-up like, at the same time. But it got, got to it. a point where I was doing so much improv and sketch out here. And I was doing so much stand-up like, at the same time. I was like, I got to choose one of these focus one of these yeah because i don't want to just be intermediate at both of these forever like i was just getting to that point where i was like i'm splitting my time too much so i you know went full on into stand-up because that's the best thing about you know doing stand-up is if we want to riff if we want to improvise we have that at our disposal so i'm like this yeah i can be a one-man improv show this is great yeah awesome yeah you don't have to you don't have to worry about upsetting your troop mates because Why? you're way funnier than they are do you that, think they get mad they do yeah it's how a, do you know you've I, been in a group i did sketch comedy when i was in college oh i, I would have paid i wanted to be dollar. don't you remember i was an impressionist when i started that out is here true. so that i is. wanted to be on snl and i was like this is what you do you just do sketch but we did like i remember we did three shows at ku and i, I got great laughs and i was super proud and then some of the other people were like Dude, you really got to focus on trying to make it about the group, okay? Because you keep stealing oh. spotlight. I was like, oh, cool. We should probably not do this. <laughs> what? They go, no, you guys can focus on you and do your thing. And I'm no, going to focus, focus on, on other things and, yeah. and make people laugh because I thought that was the point. Have people gotten mad at you? Because I can see you standing out crazy too. Uh, I love it. The best improv groups that I have been in um, – the best improv group that I was ever in was actually made up of four stand-up comedians. Oh, okay. So we knew how to do both, and we had like we had like some next level improv shows. Like we were winning like like the uh, you know the improv cage matches that used to be at like iOS and stuff like sure. that. And we had great shows, but we all knew we all knew how to pass the game ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we knew when each other were kind of hogging it a little bit and we're like, all right, you know, just like kind of check each other yeah. occasionally. But it was a pretty unique situation because I've been in so many improv groups or so many classes where you just are not gelling with other people and or you're like, you know, you might be farther along than them or you're just, they have a certain way that they want to do things and they're like super just like blinders or whatever and they're not fun to work with, so... Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I don't know. That happens a lot, and imp- especially improv classes. Like you, it's yeah, literally a imagine. mixed bag. If you sign yeah. up for an improv class, you'll maybe meet one person who's like a phenomenal improviser, and then there's other people who are like, "I'm a lawyer. I'm just doing this to work yeah. on my yeah, my, my speaking my, skills." Gets me yeah. my yeah, my thinking on my feet skills, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, these people are terrible." Yeah, because I just want to be able to speak in front of a group of people yeah. without falling. <laughs> Yeah, I, fuck! I, I would kill myself. I tried to take one class when I moved out here at the Groundlings. Okay, and I made it. I mean, I think I made it through two weeks before I was like, "I'm never going back." They I can't believe keep you my got money. Class. I'm proud of you. I didn't get past the phone call. <laughs> no, I'm I was, serious. I was arguing with the. La- she was such a twat on the phone, and I was like, "Forget it." Yeah. And I went to another acting class. Like I just was like, yeah. "Screw it!" I just wanted to get in a class, and I wasn't a comic at the time. 
Like I know, right? I just was an actress, so I thought, well, this is good because it's better. You get, you know, improv. You work off each other, and it's same thing as scene study without fucking words. You make it up yourself. So I thought, all right, I like doing that. And the girl was such a twat on the phone. I was like, yep, I'll never. I'm not paying all that money to deal with dicks. Yeah, it's not happening. Mark used to prank phone call groundlings all the time and this is why he's my soulmate it was yes. it was spectacular he'd call Do you know mark his friend yeah. mark the Hudson? best yeah oh yeah yeah he'd, he'd, he he got so a pamphlet funny. somewhere from him and so he'd always call him and ask him about the pamphlet mm-hmm. uh now i see here it says on the front <laughs> you guys uh tout phil hartman's and they'd be like yeah phil hartman he took he was one of our players here he's like he's a dead duck oh. and they'd be like excuse me He's a dead duck, that Phil Hartman. Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What about this other guy? He's doing the, the a crazy The person on the character. phone is trying to close the sale still. So like, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, uh, he did it. He also taught here, too. <laughs> we got people of that level, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. There's people of his skill level that are alive that are actually still here. If you, we'd like to sign you up for the, the program. That's amazing. <laughs> They're out of their minds. This girl did not care about the sale that she I talked in. to. Yeah. She just she, she just wanted to weed you out. She, she didn't like tell. she yeah, yeah. had bad energy. Yeah, and she I mean she kept saying, "Well, you know, we have the best here." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck." And at the time I was waiting tables here. So all my friends are comics. I already know yeah. comedy technically. I just wasn't doing it. You think like people think that uh the the, the stand-up scene can be cutthroat, but dude, those groundlings and improv classes whenever people are paying the money and they're trying to excel and get to that next level they are ruthless i i took a couple uh groundlings classes and then like went on their wait list for like the writing lab and then it never worked out scheduling wise for me to do it i was like i kept it just kept not working out i'm like this is a sign i i do i'm like not supposed to do this but the people in the class there were like and even some of the, the the teachers that i had were so like just uppity and competitive yeah. for no reason where I was like, I don't I don't not like this energy at all. I'd rather just focus my time on stand up. Smart move. Good for you. And yeah. then when did you showcase here? So like how long after you started, I guess. So I started coming here to the comedy store in two thousand eleven, July two thousand eleven. And then Aww. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh I got passed in uh September of uh 2016 so it took me like okay. five years and like a few months and i showcased three times before i got passed by adam right yeah you showcased for tommy or no. was it all for adam no so with tommy mm. i actually uh he i was one of the people who he's he like, would like you he was actually very good to me yes you're yeah, very he, Aryan. He, oh, uh, <laughs> funny funny sorry uh, sorry uh, i mix up those words sometimes <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he uh, he told me he was uh, he saw what he needed to see from me and he was going to pass me within a month and that's whenever he got fired. It was whenever he's like, I'm passing you next month. And he had already been telling me for a year or so that he was yeah. going to pass me. But You're then probably he's like, like one of 400 that he was telling that to. Just <laughs> yeah. so you know, not, not in a bad <laughs> no, way, no, no, no offense, but, but he was... No, but to fact check you, because I knew that you were going to throw that my way. <laughs> when Tommy went on Earl Skakel's podcast, Earl said, who were the people who you were actually oh, going to yeah. pass? Okay. And I was one of the top four names, which at that time... 
that's as a comic, you know, that's all you need is closure. Like, I was one of them. I yeah. knew it. Well, he I did it to it. Earl. That's why I always yeah, thought that's what I was he thinking really too. Did he it kept telling yeah. Earl did it. He did it to Earl for a long time. Yeah, yeah it was mean almost. Yeah. But uh, like, and there was like a lot of people. And some of them were lying about it because there were people that Tommy There's was so like, many hey, people. you're next, you're there next, There were people who were next. coming up to me after he got fired. They are like, he told me I was going to be passed. I was like, dude, you weren't even on the radar, bro. I was here every right? single night. What are you talking about? We've never mentioned your name, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like Argus came up to me one time and he's like, well, we got this girl on our show and you know, she was one of Tommy's next to be passed. And I'm like, oh, cool. Which one? And I, and I already have like 18 girls in my head because... I would see them yeah, here see on Mondays. Yeah, of course. And uh, or Mondays and Sundays. And so he said a girl's name I never heard of, and I go, "You're kidding!" And then it got to the point where he, ma- I googled her to see her. I didn't recognize her anything, but somehow she lied to Argus and she was going to be working with Argus here. That was the move, though. When, <laughs> I was when, like what? When talent coordinator switched, that's when you slide in with the. That was, they were a so really big funny. fan of mine, so Dude, if I could maintain that level. I was in uh, La Jolla whenever we were doing a, a roast battle down in La Jolla. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was towards like a, one of the first years of roast battle, and was that they got the PT call. was on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got the call. Like somebody found out whenever we were down in La Jolla that Tommy got fired, and Marina was down there, and they all started chanting, "Tommy got fired! Tommy got fired!" <laughs> They're all ecstatic. Everybody's yeah. happy, and I'm like completely <laughs> yeah like, oh, devastated. I'm devastated oh, like, because I was. You know, yeah. I was next in line supposedly, and uh, they're like, "What's wrong, Jeremiah?" I was like, "I was, I was supposed to be passed." Yeah, and like, I whenever Adam took over, I go, "Dude, I know you're swamped right now, but just for my sanity, I just would if you could tell me kind of where I stand, and like, I know you're getting inundated with requests and Absolutely. all that right now, yeah. but just kind of let me know where I stand so I can work towards you know getting passed." And he goes, "He goes, no, no, I'm, I'm still gonna keep." He goes, "I know that you were close." He oh, goes, good. He goes, I know, uh, he goes, I know how much time you put in here, uh, but I'm going to go back to the old showcasing way of doing things, and I'm going to have you showcase with some other people and do it that way. And I was like, okay, that's all I want to know. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm, then, not, I'm just not on the out is the, right, the but, key. Yeah. But so from that point, though, it took an extra two years, though, because uh, the showcases that I did, uh, Adam put together, you could only do it once a year. Well, it was every. She used to do it every six months, but I get that the way it worked out because he switched it with two groups and then like an employee group kind of thing, so or something like that. Um, But so so it took an extra two years, but it made me even work harder and put my nose to the grindstone even more because I was like, I gotta make this happen, you know. By the way, work harder for you. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Honest to God, yeah, ten thousand projects at a time. Yeah, yeah. There's not a thing he's not a part of, Jeremiah. I'm like, I, I seriously, I could look at you and take a nap. That's how I know I'm elderly, but that's you're I'm, exhausted yeah. from his workload, right? Yeah. So and I love it. I think it's amazing. Listen, what we want to talk to you about is, is could you energy. stop doing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> we, we think you the key. Slow down I think a you're bit. amazing. And <laughs> the I, key I, is, yeah. We need. We just need you to not continue. The to key do is everything. you're coming off a little obnoxious right now, and we you're need making you to us slow look lazy, roll. you piece of shit. Because I, we are. We I need you to stop it. I can't make human connections, right? And I feel like you're a lot better at that. So. 
could you connect for me is really oh oh so you want me to be your agent is that possible <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. all right cool thank you <laughs> yeah because you mentioned roast battle so you're part of roast battle kill tony yeah uh what's the other one that i uh the jam uh, yeah, yeah the comedy the, the jam. comedy jam yeah i mean i was like what the fuck this is kidding yeah. these, these are sh- weekly shows they're on every single week yeah i um i got super uh I'm super fortunate to be a part of all these shows. Basically, I saw opportunities. But you bring a lot for, to the table. It's I not try, like... Yeah, I, I, I try to bring as much as I can. They Each show kind of had little slots that had openings at certain times. And I kind of put my name in the hat. And whenever the, I got the shot, I was like, Take I, it. I, Full you know, in. I gave it a thousand you know, percent. Yeah. I give, you know. <laughs> you watch my sets. You either do. Oh, it's either, my favorite. Yeah. Either do really well and I and I kill, or I fail really hard. <laughs> Which is my favorite to watch, by the way. Of course, I mean it's, the, nothing's be, funnier to another comic than seeing just somebody uh, fail so hard. So great. <laughs> I just like the concept of failing really hard. Oh, dude, I do it. Was, Me too. Yeah. I was watch, bombing. Watch some of my late night sets too. Oh, <laughs> I was late night I, last night, but it was still busy. I'd say I'd rather see someone failing hard. I, what drives me nuts is I, I very rarely watch comedy because I despise it but I've been I've seen a couple times where people are, are just bombing and they literally look like they're just gonna walk off stage basically and take their life yeah or oh, it's good. just like a, well this isn't working yeah so. no they're just kind of pissing away the set they're yeah just like, instead oh, well, of trying you mean yeah yeah, yeah. they're just oh, like yeah. oh you know okay that didn't work it's the so, crowd oh, what's yeah. next oh this crowd sucks okay so here's wish, my next joke I wish they were filming mine last night because I was trying so hard and it just seemed like I was getting deeper does that ever happen oh, like yeah I, I, I literally felt like the neighbor in home improvement that I was looking at the You're audience Wilson, yeah. over yeah, the yeah. fence like yeah. I was like oh guys I'm sorry I'm trying and then I get up a little bit and then it would just, and at one point I go man I feel like Tiffany Haddish and four people left and I was like oh my god nobody got that reference That's such a good reference <laughs> too soon <maybe>? Haddish <laughs> Haddish yeah, yeah I forgot Tiffany we call Haddish. her Dish Tiffany Haddish somebody <laughs> calls her Haddish just out there bombing hard oh, in we Miami. All bomb. We all bomb. Not yeah. like that. Stop I, it. Listen, I've never had a black guy FaceTime live from the front row while I was bombing. That's a beautiful thing that she now has. As part he, of he's a career. comic too, that piece of shit. Is that right? Yeah. Wait, uh, I don't know this. What? Oh, I'm sorry. So Tiffany did a, had a New Year's Eve show in Miami, like a big, huge like show. Like this year? Yeah, yeah, like two nights yesterday. ago. Oh, like, two okay. days ago, yeah, yeah. whatever. And... Uh, uh, she claims that she was out partying the night before, so she just wasn't feeling it. But she was literally headlining a show f- filled with people there to see her and was just bombing. She kept forgetting her jokes. and So at some point, the crowd started getting a little rowdy. And then people were just like, this one dude is just standing in the front row, Facebook living with literally her on the stage right behind her. It made news, Jeremiah. She bombed so bad, man. She she not ready. She not ready. No. Yes. And then she was just, she was basically just like, yeah, I bombed. It sucks. So, you know. But then, you know, she stayed and she took pictures with everybody in the audience and apologized to everyone. 
like you know Tiffany, she's fucking fun. She's she's yeah. not the greatest yeah. stand up comic, True. but she's fun to watch and she's funny. Well, like she's silly. She'll just whatever yeah. do her thing. She's just her. Yeah. Rick, I've worked with her a million times. I've seen her destroy. I've seen her bomb. Look, I've had to know. drag her off the stage. I don't know how. Same happens to me. She forgot her jokes when I Who did knows? that Bud Light commercial. She did the same set for every person on the set that day. She wasn't drunk. She wasn't drunk. <laughs> But she ran through that same 15 minutes of material at least 30 times whenever a new person would join the conversation. I'll tell you about my grandma. Like, oh, no. She's doing the jokes again. She's literally doing material in conversation. I, I she's have, the Hadish, you know? She's the Hadish. I, I'm a fan of the Hadish. I am. And I just, I know everybody bombs. It happens. Oh, all right. Don't have you? I mean, you just oh, said, of you, course, yeah, yeah. Especially absolutely. we still do those late night shitties. Yeah, so those late nights. No, I hear that, but those. But I don't think you guys would bomb in front of a theater full of people who are there just to see you. I don't know. That's what makes I mean, it. That's yeah, what makes the situation your, tough. Because that is, they literally just. You're a famous person, and they just love anything you say, basically. But but look at look at Richard Pryor the night before he did Live on the Sunset Strip, yep. which is absolutely one of the greatest specials. Yeah, Johnny Zapp was working on it. Right, he wrote it. Yeah. So he bombed. <laughs> That's a joke. Do you still need an agent? <laughs> <laughs> but he bombed so bad, like so bad. Yeah. Richard fucking Pryor. Yeah, overrated. God, stop it now. <laughs> now you're fighting words, man. I mean, he's just, you know, he's, God he's damn mid-level. It. What? He's mid-level. I can't. I can't. He's really good half the time. Rick. A- anyway, the story that she was she was telling is is he bombed terribly the night before. Literally the night before special. he filmed yeah. that special. And he invited people back. Like, it, Was he on drugs? No, he was sober. He was he, sober? This was uh, after the fire, right? Yeah, but it was after the fire. After the fire. So, I think he just didn't have... He, you, just, he was scared. Yeah. Scared. His fear... Uh, he didn't. He didn't have the es- the Richard Pryor essence. You know what I mean? That, like you, sell. You know, like you can sometimes have great material, and you're like, why didn't it work something's tonight? Missing, and something's you didn't not freaking connecting. sell it, or or you know, the performance aspect wasn't there. Like you weren't connecting. Like you were somewhere else, and you're like, I do this material every all the night. Time. Yeah. yeah, or especially back then, they did do material every oh, yeah. night. Like they had a set act, mm-hmm. and that was it. That was what you did, but. Richard, I, I, and he would say, I, my favorite thing was the Omit Logic uh, documentary of his. And he, it, that was the whole thing. He would just say, oh, I'll get him tomorrow night. Like, because every night he never felt satisfied on stage, which is another reason that made Richard great because he cared that much. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan. I can relate. Obviously. I can relate to that part. What? I don't, I feel like I've never had a great set. Yeah. Like, I've the, done, I've done good. I've never had a great set, though. Yeah. Like you, you, re- you really feel that way? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane to me. Like I, I know I've done well. You've seen well. him kill, right? I've done of well. But I've seen him destroy. That's what's ridiculous. It's just me. never good enough. Sickening, I but know. I love it. But that means yeah. you care. I, obviously, I care. Yeah. I have. I literally have no success, and I've been doing this for twenty years. I obviously care. Yes. I, uh, I mean, I think any reasonable. This is reasonable, your year, Rick. I this, mean, this other is than my Jeremiah. Year. Every any reasonable person would take. My inability to make this a business for myself. That's the hardest And be part. like, all right, this isn't working. See, that's why Jeremiah is the full package. 
total the total the package. Jeremiah total package. Watkins. Total package. Could that's, you that's do my the nickname, business? The total package. <laughs> no, but you know the, the Lex business. Luger of comedy. You know, you know the, the business part of it. There, yeah. You're I level-headed. Mean, sure. I mean, there's there's definitely aspects within comedy where it stops being about your jokes and you have to be kind of business savvy like yeah. to a point like you uh, have to know like how to promote yourself or how to i don't know get out there in a like in a weird way whether it's like you know making content or I don't know. All this sounds like so gross coming out of my mouth. No, right but, it, now, but it, it's what what needs to be done. It sucks. Like even this it, podcast, this is content for Rick and no, I, so people exactly. know who the hell we no, are. No, totally. Yeah. Like you, like you have to have now. You have to have some kind of podcast or like a way where people can interact with you, so mm-hmm. they can follow you and hopefully come to our shows later on. Yeah, and and. By the way, I sold a lot of tickets on the East Coast because of this podcast. Oh, See, that's beautiful. exciting, Rick. Hey, that's not bad. Heck yeah. I I, I didn't leave. <laughs> no one came to see me anywhere because I they was here. They came to the comedy store to see you. Those bastards. They People write all the hi. time. You know what's interesting, though, is so I go on the road with Tony a lot, and he, ha- he has a joke or something where he mentions the comedy store by name. Okay. And because of podcasting, this is what's so interesting, the comedy store has become its own credit. Right. Because, like, you'll say the comedy store on stage now, and people used to, you know, 10 years ago, they'd be like, I performed at the comedy store. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. But (laughs) now it holds this weight because of podcasting and because of guys like Joe. The Rogan. Yeah, I was going to say that's the Rogan bump. Yeah. Everyone, everybody. you Everyone know. I I talk to about the comedy store, and they're like, "Oh, you perform there." Uh, Rogan's always talking about how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People use it is now. I the Rogan's the, back. I was on the radio of Philadelphia, oh. and this guy was like, "Oh, she's from the comedy store," and I was like, "Really? Oh, I don't know what that is." That's weird. Oh, is it that mic? I think so. Yep, I got it. He fixed it. Okay. I grazed the wire a little bit. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Look, Meg's looking in like she knows something. Hi, Meg. Thanks for looking out. <laughs> anyway, I love you. Yeah, wh- uh, but wh- yeah. yeah. So Rogan, I mean, what were we talking? Oh, so he brought me. He brought me on and gave me like that was the from credit. the comedy store, and I, I literally was thrown for a second. I'm like, why would you bring that so up? A guy just did that to me in Dallas because he forgot what I told him to say, and he's like, you know, him from the comedy store, and it already started getting <laughs> a clap. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. Uh, is that weird? It's cool though. I mean, I mean, it's 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 nice because we did work so hard to get in here. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, oh, fuck go. yeah. You know, it's like I'm glad other people are seeing yeah. the value of it. Well, Rick didn't have to work hard at all to get in here. I got to be honest. I didn't. <laughs> no, that's true. I got in on a complete fluke, but at the same time, I then had to work hard. <laughs> post not having to work hard <laughs> after sneaking in here, <laughs> but and, and just dazzling Mitzi. What's what I think is amusing is since I don't have uh, like credits that people throw out. Uh, Sometimes I'm dying up here. <laughs> That's true. No, uh, only Eric Griffin knows that I was on it though. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he he clearly thinks I was on way more than I was. He's like, man, this dude was on the show with me. You know, he did a bunch of episodes. I'm like, I was literally in like 15 seconds of one episode, but I did. I was also there one other day where they cut me from it in season one, and so I sat with him for like six hours that day. So to him, it's just like, this dude was on the show. Dude, season one, I had a part that 
I was in love with on that show and it ended up getting cut. Like oh. I, yeah, I was, a, I was an eighties, uh, sorry, excuse me, seventies prop comic. And it was so fun. Like I got to work with Jerron. Like we wrote out like yeah. the routine. Yeah. I had a trunk. I had balloons. I was like the Gallagher oh, of the time. I to see that. It was, I wish I could get the footage. I like love the character and they cut it completely. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I was just, uh, I, was, I did like five minutes for them to you know to choose from on stage. Like I did a full five minute set, and it nothing. all got cut. I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, I was a crowd working, a seventies crowd working comic. <laughs> sure, that Jaron wrote for me. Right? Yeah. Stretch. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was. Uh, I don't want to say my character was racist, but he some some of the crowd work he wrote for me to do to a table of black guys. I'm like. I don't think this is going to go over well with the <laughs> extras sitting in the uh, the comedy club. I kind of miss uh, you having your your long hair, Rick, because um, I you? would I would walk around uh, the store and people would be like, "Dude, you crushed tonight!" And I had already gone on like once, like in the belly or something, and <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, man." The main room was just in shambles tonight. And I was like, oh, I think they think I'm Rick. So I would get multiple yes. compliments like throughout the night. Be like, dude, you crushed, man. <laughs> so, dude, so oh. much so much better when I had long hair and people thought I was Jeremiah than when I have short hair and people think I'm Davey Wester. Oh. I knew it. That's the thing I always get. I knew it. You knew what? I knew you didn't really have cerebral palsy. I'm like, no, that, that's a different guy. He does have cerebral that's palsy. That's what Brenton Biddlecombe went through whenever Drew Lynch was got on America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, oh, he God. thought people were like, "We knew you didn't have a stutter." <laughs> like, like we knew it was an act. He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I think you think I'm somebody else." <laughs> that's amazing. That. White, white people look the same, though. White people do all look alike. I agree with that. Yeah. I think all races look alike. All like, racists? All, well, all races. All races really oh, stand I out. I mean. love them. But all races look alike. We've like, got that, Asians you know, that friendly Kansas guy look. It's Me more frightening to some people. What? What do you... Oh, I'm sorry. Scarecrowish? <laughs> I'll take it. Kansas Scarecrow City. from Wizard of Oz or Batman? <laughs> You know, I I wish the latter, but I think probably uh, probably the initial. Yeah. yeah, I love that. No, what's your favorite? I'm not gonna ask you. Oh, I maybe I shouldn't ask you that question. I was gonna say, what's your favorite? Uh, like, kill Tony. Which you get pro- to do... Which project do you prefer, and which ones do you really not give a shit about? <laughs> no, I don't mean to say it like that. I mean, because you get to do more characters on Kill Tony, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, over because like a lot of these shows have been going on uh, for over the years, it's kind of like in ebb and flow of which one for me at each point is like the most fun. Right. Uh, for a while, it was definitely Roast Battle because, right. you know, you the guys first are couple, so silly the with first that. couple of seasons, it. like they let us get away with so much, but this third season, they, they've really been tightening down on what we can and can't do. So it's becoming, they're, they're taking a little bit of the fun out of that. Uh, Kill Tony for me right now is the most fun because... We have yes. 100% creative freedom, and we yes. do different characters every single week. And Your Joe Rogan was impeccable. Oh, thank you. Did you see that? No, but... Oh, my God. When I did it, uh, you guys were rednecks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you kept getting in that... I, I think he's Russian or that Eastern European guy. Oh, yeah. He was just... He was super cocky and just terrible, and he... He's, Said something about America. <laughs> Jeremiah kept getting in his face. Oh. You talking about America? 
Well, we went nose to nose. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, I might get hit again. On the yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, shit. You got hit? And uh, Tony basically was giving me the nudge, like, just get ready to tackle that guy if he hits Jeremiah. Can I play your bodyguard? I'll kill somebody. I would love that. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Somebody attacked him, and the, I just started beating them up. The dude was luckily kind of cool, but just super cocky. And then afterwards, he came up to me, and he's like, I just wanted to see competition because I run a show at Flappers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you son of a bitch. Flappers. You ever want to come over and do this? I don't. He sounds like Sam, the Armenian comedian. Kind Is that of. right? Sam? Sam? Is that his name? The old the hairdresser from the yeah. Ding Dong show? <laughs> Darnell, you motherfucker, I kill you. <laughs> Did you know him? No. Oh, my God. He was, like this, was crazy. He, he was like this 50-year-old Armenian dude who was a hairdresser. <laughs> And Don, in, in my early days, I was always, I was here every night from open to close, basically. And so on Ding Dong Night, Don would always bring me up as Darnell. And he'd just basically Another use me. Another great character. To, to basically just to, to fuck with certain Ding Dongers. Sure. And so he was like, hey, listen, Sam, he's super racist. He doesn't like worst. black people. So if you would just stay on him as Darnell. And I'd be like, all right. So like, not every week, but every other week, I'd go up there. Whenever he'd go up to do his thing, I'd be like, hey, hey, you a dog, homie. Get this Armenian dog off the stage, man. And just harassing him. And he'd be like, you shut the fuck up. And he'd always try and insult me. And then like look around like he was really crushing it. And everyone would be just like, boo. <laughs> and he'd get so mad. Don, he is ruining my set. I was crushing. Don, like, you, you weren't crushing. People weren't into it. So eventually, the last time I ever went up there, while he was still a part of the show, he uh, he started doing his his set, and uh, I started throwing spit wads at him. Okay. And uh, tell him, I mean, again, I, I was probably twenty four, and he's like a fifty year old man, and I'm yelling about how Armenians are the worst breed of dog. Oh my and god! He just uh, that is it, and he comes rushing off the stage. And basically tackles me, and then he's trying to pull my hair out of my head. Oh, wow. And he's just dropping hard N-bombs. <laughs> you N-bomb motherfucker! I don't let N-bombs talk to me like this! And Don can't stop laughing because <laughs> this guy, he's so he's so crazy. Just because I told him I'm a black guy, he is fully accepted that I am indeed a black Beating guy. Beating up a white guy and dropping just N-bombs. Just yelling. And Don's like, you got to calm down. And he's like, no, no, I don't let N-bombs do this to me. <laughs> and Don's like, all, all right, Darnell, why don't you get out of here? Don wow. finally got him off. And then he was like, sorry about that. I'm like, no, I'll probably just stay away from now on. I think, I'm, I think I've got <laughs> I my, think I'm my good. fill. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable so as that was. So you got beat up like that? <laughs> uh, I've had a couple incidents on stage where uh, one guy came after me uh, at a, on a, a Kill Tony show in Austin, Texas. Um, where oh was that the one that Big J was on yep. and Dom yeah yes. yeah yeah uh, he was on mushrooms and wasted uh, and uh, he was super sloppy so I made fun of him because he was kind of wasting everybody's time and I roasted him a little bit and he uh, he pulled my mic cord out at first and I was like okay that's fine I plugged it back in and I kept roasting him after yeah. that and then you know he he pushed me into the thing like while like we went nose to nose basically and I held my sacks away because I didn't want him like you don't want right. to your sacks yeah. expensive <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you know he pushed he started pushing me like on stage and that's when Big J like immediately separated <laughs> Philly him Philly boy and, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, a couple Mondays ago, I'm going to post the video soon because uh, I'm I'm actually surprised that the comedy store is letting me that they let me have this tape, but they they gave me the security footage and I have the audit, the sorry I have the uh, <laughs> the audio from my phone. I was recording. This guy hit me in the balls while I was on stage. This heckler. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we we got into it, and I was. Obviously, I'm the comedian. I have more wit than yeah. him, and we do this every night. And you have so. a microphone. And I'm, uh, Hello. I, I was letting him actually oh, talk were. on the mic. I was like, he's like, let me. He's like, let. I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, I'll give you a shot. And <laughs> I, kept, I kept letting him talk on the mic, and I embarrassed him so much that he ended up hitting me in the balls. The and, nut uh, slap. Was Whoa. it a punch, a slap? What do we He gave me a was hard. Was it a cuddle? No, <sighs> it was a hard nut tap, like, like yeah. part, part fist. Not Ooh. cool. Not cool. Dude, I, like I a, got really like sick to my stomach. Like yeah. immediately, I wanted to throw up. Like as soon as it happened, my stomach hurts hearing it. Yeah, I know, right? That's not good. And so, did you? Because I have anger problems. So, mm-hmm. if, yeah, I mean, I don't, Eleanor would have gotten the sawed-off bat out of her car. I don't have sawed-off bat. <laughs> I saw, dude. I saw her pull out a sawed-off bat once. I'd never seen such a thing. I don't know why you have to bring that up every single time. <laughs> it's the, it's guy. The, it's the most gangster thing it. I ever saw. Motherfucker. I and I go. Well, why is there no handle on the bat? And she said, "You can swing it easier that way." It okay. was. It's actually a weapon dice made for when we used to go hiking, and he taped it all up and yeah. everything. Because we're both hood rat. We're both idiots. Like yeah. we just. And this guy was fucking with me, so I just took it. out. I was gonna bash his head in. Like, oh yeah, sure. You just bash that person's yeah. head in, and we'll just drive away like it's a normal yep. Sunday. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's why I was just like, damn, L's <laughs> legit, man. That is awesome. Yeah, I guess so. You don't. Know, they, they were I like would, yelling at her as she pulled out a lot, and she stopped her car. What the fuck did you say? I'm he like, threw oh. popcorn at the car. He was. Yeah. I think he was high on some shit. So I was just like, oh, he's big. He's a big dude. So I was just gonna go up on the. Like I had the whole plan. I saw his head open. Everything. Yeah. It's a sin for me. So my question is: Is this? <laughs> <laughs> my question is: She's good with segues. Is if you um, <laughs> like when some he hit you, yeah. right? Did you like? Did you respond verbally or did you respond physically? Because I would have uh, fucking snapped his neck. I responded verbally because uh, a my balls were in a lot of pain, like right away. Like I felt like immediate. Like I literally haven't had somebody like hit me wow. in the nuts like that since like freaking high school. High school. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I I can still feel what it felt like from it's when I got deep, hit in my nuts weird in high school. Pain in your yeah. stomach. It's and it unlike kind of rolls up, else. and then you're just like, I know exactly. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You know, I get it. A good old-fashioned clit punch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Punch to the clit. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts just as much, guys. A vag tag. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Not a pull, a punch. Yeah. Not an out and in. Vag tag? Is that the new Black Mirror episode that they released this week? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Vag tag. so. Yeah. So so what did he do? What did the guy... Well, security came came and they had to escort him out um, because, obviously, he physically... uh, Yeah. I can't attack, attack comedian. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just... Wish uh, Harris was here for that. Oh, yeah. Okay, time oh. to go. I <laughs> Just thrown out the door, tossed yeah. like or, nothing. Or Richie. Richie would have stomped oh, him. Dude. Oh, dude. If Richie's Richie would have been there, it would have been way You gotta different. go, bro. And he was... Put your teeth on the curb. <laughs> well, we're not American History X in this guy, Richie. Calm down. No, he did it. You don't hit my boy. Put him on the curb. <laughs> McGriddles for everybody. Wait a minute. McGriddles. <laughs> Wait a sec. Uh, yeah, that's Richie's favorite invention. And uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's it was his choice. I can't. 
There was a conversation at the comedy store back door years ago. What's the greatest invention of all time? Invention. People were arguing TV versus the internet. That seemed to be the two keys. And then Richie stepped in with it. No, no. Best invention of all time? Hands down. McGriddle sandwich. <laughs> they put the syrup in the pancake. And everyone's just huh? looking at him like, this guy's serious right now. <laughs> Actual human. That's so good. Actual human. Such, yep. a, such a more, a, just a more important part of his life than yeah. TV or internet ever yeah. was. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I don't know. This revolutionized my life. <laughs> pound for pound, easily the McGriddle. Pound for okay. pound. Right. Thomas Edison, who? <laughs> he don't know McGriddle. No. Does he? Oh, fucking Richie's the best. But yeah, so did the guy, the guy got thrown out. The guy got thrown out. I just had to riff on the situation. I, I had like a, another minute or two left in my set. To try to get I, your blood back to your head. Yeah, and I just commented on the crazy situation and uh, tried to tie a bow on it. But I hugged the guy before uh, he left. I was like, because it was a weird situation where he was, he was probably completely insane, but he was claiming to be a Green Beret. So he kept throwing that around. So the audience, you know when somebody throws something like that out, like the audience kind of sides with them. They sympathize yeah. just a little bit. It's like he's an American hero. Yeah, right, but he's exactly. also a trained killer. Right. So, so it's this weird fine line where you kind of have to be delicate with, you know, yeah. Rick, yeah. I'm sure you've been in so many of those kind of situations where, you know, you're doing crowd work and then they say something where all of a sudden the audience is on their side for a split second and oh, then you have to win them back. and then. Me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it happens a lot in La Jolla, military especially. Yeah, yes. exactly. If you because, mess with the wrong military person. Because like there's a lot of them are huge douchebags, and I'm sure we're not supposed to say that about our servicemen, but a lot of them are super cocky pieces of shit. They're still people. And, yeah. and, and it, People tend to suck. And more importantly, they're the type of people who are like in a time of wars, like, yeah, I should get in the army so that's a good thing to do <laughs> and again thankful that they I'm exist and that they're doing it but yeah. they uh some of these guys down in in la jolla shows have just been huge douches and they're shouting shit out and their three or four buddies are with just think it's hilarious and realistically you can get a couple shots in on them but if you take it too far then especially in a military kind of community like it is down there they'll yeah. take their side it sucks. I mean... I usually try and pin it on the... You know, you're acting like you're in the Canadian Marines, and then then you can just bash the shit out of them. Oh, people yeah. are cool with that. Yeah, when you bring up something else everybody hates. Yeah. Great. We can bond and hate. Oh, your Air yeah. Force? What, the Canadian Air Force? What, you got a crop duster parked outside, you son of a bitch? <laughs> so, but you can't put the audio up, right? Or can you? Yeah, because... How are you going to get the audio? From my phone. My phone happened to be recording like right next to the guy, and it captured it really well. And then you have the video from and I have the, the surveillance. surveillance. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's a weird yeah. looking. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like Clerks, the comedy it's, set. Yeah, it's going to be very strange. I like that. But yeah, it'll be fun because the the one that Big J and Dom. I remember Big J as it was happening. Started creeping her over, yeah. He turned his... And yeah, I was Dom like, changed seats because he so, knew as was, soon yeah. as the guy came on stage, like, this is trouble. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, and I'm not going to be able to move quick enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll insult him from here, but I'm not getting up of to course. fight the dude. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry so, was like, I've got fingerless gloves on. I'll handle this. And a chain holding my wallet in my pocket. That's old for school. For no reason. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Jay's the best. Uh, I love that, though, that you... 
get that kind of rise out of people. Sometimes I sometimes yeah. it's great, sometimes it's awful. Yeah. You I, just you go hundred percent. So like that's what you were doing on the Kill Tony like a month ago or whatever. It's, you got right in that guy's face because you can't if you're gonna do it, you have to commit. Absolutely. And so you're you've committed and the look on the guy's face is just like they don't they don't fight during this show, do they? <laughs> Because at first I, I am thought, I Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. Do I? Do, if he do dies, Ivan, he dies. Do I, do I hit him or? <laughs> I mean, at first I'm just like, oh, this this is going to be bad. But then the look on the guy's face was so confused, like, why is he? Why is he screaming in my face? I don't. And he didn't do anything. And then later he's you know trying to book the flappers. So okay, did you get booked at flappers? I guess is what I'm asking. I did not. I did not get a, re- a booking request <laughs> that evening. Sucks. He did not book you in that little no, room to the side. Unfortunately, Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo? Yoo-Hoo. I knew it was a drink. I just couldn't remember it. Yeah, Yoo-Hoo. yeah. Uh, yeah that's last it's the uh, Ovaltine room. The the last mm-hmm. time I uh, will ever do flappers Lemonade was room. the uh, Yoo-Hoo room. Yoo-Hoo room. Yeah, that was that the Dagmar show. I can't. Just killer. How'd it go? I guess I should have promoted the show. <laughs> Is it too late to do it now? <laughs> I go, you didn't promote the show? Well, I thought it's Burbank, so there'd probably just be a pretty decent walk-in crowd. Ooh. It's like, oh. <laughs> She's the best, Dagmar. Then her, her her dog shit and pissed on the floor. And then the oh, man- flappers? Yeah. And the manager comes over and is like, yeah, you can't have your dog here. Well, no one told me. Yeah, well, I one mean, one of those super <laughs> aloof people with everything. It, it, it was fine that your dog was here until it shit and pissed on the floor. Yeah. and uh, this is a restaurant, so we can't have that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Rick and I had a deal with New Year's Eve. Uh, two people in the front row had uh, service dogs on their lap. They're allowed to. Come in here. I'm the with store? you, Jeremiah. They weren't I'll even. You. It's not even a real service How dog. Is, California no. needs to get on board with some everybody. Of the laws. But here's to get a, on here's board. the thing. How I feel it should like stop. Okay, if you have to fly, whatever. I guess. I yeah. guess. But if there's be if there's other people eating food around you, I'm you with you should on not that. have a freaking service or, dog or have a piano man who's, who's deathly, deathly allergic. allergic. Not a little allergic, deathly allergic, Jeff yeah. Scott. Yeah. To dogs? Yeah. yeah. He has so, to have a he has to shoot up if like they're an anywhere around. Kind of yeah. Thing? Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's one of those things too where it's like if you're blind and you have a, you know, German shepherd leading you around, that's a service dog. If you're just some creepy old queen yeah. and you have a wiener dog and a vest there sitting on your lap. There were two wiener dogs. Hey, well, okay. Shaking. I didn't know they were wiener dogs. <laughs> they were allowed. <laughs> it's a lot funnier now. I love wiener dogs. I had two Hold wiener dogs growing Hold up. Yeah. I, what impressed me, for some reason, it's the only time in my life I've ever seen wiener dogs not barking constantly. Well, that's the thing is usually they any kind of loud noise, yeah. like, oh, that's always weird whenever they clip. I've the seen throat, that. The, the that's cl- disgusting. Dude, the one dog was shaking so bad when I got on there. Uh, because it's overwhelming yeah, for how loud it is and the clapping the and everything. They go, were on the fucking stage. Yeah, I go, wait, is this a service dog? Because that dog looks like it's dying. Is it possible to get your service dog a service dog? <laughs> and then you destroyed them. And then I uh, went into how that was a prime example of a situation where you can still refer to people as retarded. And the one old guy was just like, and the other guy literally didn't look up from his dog the entire time I was on stage. Just like, all right, cool. 
Oh, yeah. He just kept looking at his dog because he needed help. Yeah. <laughs> his, it, it, his dog was legitimately shaking like the ultimate Awful. warrior grabbing the ropes. Yeah. Or you're just like, so, I think your dog's dying, man. You got to get that thing out we, of here. I kept saying to him, I'm like, who's going to rescue those dogs? We got to take them away from you. You guys yeah. are abusing those dogs. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah that's a little rough. It's a oh, weird thing. I was thing. pissed. It, it was a little jarring. I just don't understand. Like, I went I feel on like after the comedy midnight, store, by the way. I feel like the comedy store should have been like, Look, I'm sorry, you just can't bring your dog in. And, yeah, that's a. Uh... And I know then they'd be like, "Well, but it's my service," and be like, "All right, well, sorry." Especially with a employee I mean, who's is allergic. It, isn't it still the right of any business to refuse? Yeah, service I think of anybody, so. isn't it? It is. I'll tell you this: those days are the days where I miss Mitzi because there was no laws for her. Yeah. She just said no. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Out of yeah. here. Get the dog out. <laughs> Put the dog in a sweater and give it 15 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it a little we don't, have, we don't have a dog on the lineup. That That's one. I wish I would have gotten, like, my conversation with Mitzi. Tommy introduced me to Mitzi at uh, the, was it the 40th anniversary? Was, I guess so, yeah. Because yeah. how old is the comedy store now? This is 40. It's 72, so seven. 1972, so what, 44? It'd be 47 this seven? year. Seven? Yeah. Oh, I can't add, yeah. Oh, so it would have been the 40th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the 40th. Or the 45th. No, no I think, it would have been the 40th. I think Mitzi, oh, okay. last time Mitzi came was, for a show, it was, it was the, the 40th. 40th, yeah. Right. Because, yeah, I remember that night you were talking about how she looked like Weekend at Bernie's. Correct. I always say that he about her, yeah. He literally was saying, I was like, my mouth was wide. I could not <laughs> believe that Rick was talking about, like, comedy store On royalty. stage? On stage in the main room, right after she had just been there. And I'm, like, losing my mind. I'm like, I can't believe that Rick is <laughs> just talking about What is he doing? But I, I'll tell you who would have loved it. Mitzi. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would make her laugh. But Tommy introduced me to her, and he's like, uh, well, Mitzi, this is one of the guys uh, up in commerce I've been telling you about. It's big star. And uh, she you know, she just like looked up at me and smiled, and that was about yeah. it. But that was, you know, that was I mean, my one time that I got to Yeah, she would have loved you. Like, she, there's certain people that uh, she I watch, and I'm like, oh, oh Mitzi would have went for this. Yeah. Especially because the way you commit to characters, the way you do. Physicality, she loved. Oh, yeah, yeah. She like, like Jim Carrey and Andy Kaufman were all in the one. Like, when, when we were saying I didn't have to work hard to get in here, we weren't kidding. And <laughs> she literally passed me. My showcase was to be just to keep my doorman job. And she told me she passed me in the first 10 seconds of my set because I still did the thing where I walked around and waved like the people were excited to see me. Yeah. <laughs> and there was maybe 12 people in the audience, and it was dead silent, and I still did it the whole thing. And she's, oh, oh. I'm like, God, she I hope that's those good. She little, those little stupidity oh, you, things. You're so goofy. I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> You need to work out more. Like, thanks, I guess. She passed him. It was his first showcase. Oh, wow. (laughs) How did did you have friends that were already working here that were so jealous? Yeah, I mean, I was was working here. He was a door guy. And, and, I mean, everyone was jealous, and everyone was super pissed. Of course. Because... He got on his first try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From a waving bit. Already did seven years. Yeah, Shafir, and it was yeah. the same night. I got so passed. You got passed before Ari. I got passed the same night as Ari. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it way worse for Ari. Yeah. That makes it way worse. Mitty literally came in to pass Ari. Like she, Lip. she had them How call. Did you get she I'm had to call you? Ari and say, "You're showcasing oh, tonight." Uh, wait, Mitty. Um, 
So, yep, I've, I've, paid regular I've showcased 95 mm-hmm. times. Why are you ignoring me? And she, uh, everyone knew, like, everyone kept saying she's coming in tonight to pass Ari. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. Good for Ari. Because I knew he'd showcase so many times. And he came in. He was the first person on the showcase. Like I said, maybe 12 people in the crowd. <laughs> he did as good as he can for 12 people at 8 o'clock or 8.30 on a Tuesday or Monday night, whatever night it was back then. And uh, she passed him. and He was all excited. We were all celebrating for him. And then like three comics later, Kirk Fox went up. She passed Kirk. And then they started putting up employees so that we could – showcase for our jobs and then uh they were like yeah you're not going to get up because we have to put up a, you know all the, showcase all the people who've been here for a while and i was like oh okay and then miraculously everyone disappeared because they're that's all what they would do no they one didn't want to get fired because if they did bad she would fire them so they would oh. just disappear yeah because they wanted to keep they're their job too afraid to go up that's crazy so well, then, that happened yeah. all the time and then skippy just goes yeah i can't find anyone you're next i'm like well you said i wasn't going up tonight and back then, I still, you know, I'd freak out and focus, you know, try and get course, my set right. If you're not mentally prepared early on, going up, you're, what do, uh, do I have to go up next? Yeah. Uh, and now it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. I'll go up as soon as you can get me up. Yeah, please, next. But yeah, and so then he was like, yeah, you're on. I'm like, how much time do I have? And he's like, I don't know, a minute. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> a minute. And, and I had this, <laughs> I, I want, I, I just remember my goal before I knew Mitzi was coming in was, I was, going to do work on this new character which was just completely based on the the uh white trash guy who came and hooked up my cable at my apartment okay. earlier in the week makes sense and, uh my roommate at the time had a chinchilla and uh the dude came in he was like and what is that man that looks like a big fluffy rat and i was like it's a chinchilla <laughs> a chin chitter i ain't never heard of that i'm like it's a south american rodent well <laughs> oh, man He's going he's gonna repopulate this whole South Bay, man. There's gonna be chin chitters running around everywhere. And I just kept how does he think it's a chin chitter? <laughs> and then he the last thing he told me is like animals like that are crazy, man. I got a buddy who goes down to Tijuana, he can get you anything. If you want a gator, you, you want a, a polar bear, I can get you Wait anything. Wait a minute, Tijuana? <laughs> I was just like Okay. A polar bear? <laughs> so you can hook up my cable and get me a polar bear? All right, man, I'll let you know. Yeah, you got my number. They're one of the Coca-Cola polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> I got to connect. with a Coca-Cola. with a Coca-Cola, actually. <laughs> so that was my, I was going to go bottle. riff on that guy, and then I immediately was like, I can't do that. That's, I haven't Why? worked it out yet. I haven't worked it out. I got to keep my job. I got to make him a three-dimensional character. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I went up there. I did my stupid wave thing. I, you know, threw out two minutes of classic Will Ferrell impressions, and uh, and Mitzi was sold. Sold. My my favorite thing with you though is how passionate the great Ralphie May would get about you oh, and refusing needing to refusing be. to go up here. Yes. I remember seeing him in the How back. How dare you not pass Jeremiah Watkins? I go, hey. How dare you? I go, Ralphie, good to see you, man. You going up tonight? I'm not going up in this club until they pass Jeremiah Watkins. <laughs> like adamant. I, I go, Great. what? He's like, yeah. Until they pass him, I'm not going up here. I was like, oh, I didn't even know you guys were friends. I was just like, I love that. Yeah. Did you work oh. with him or something? Like, how did he? I, I only, I literally only worked with him a couple times, but we did kill Tony multiple times. Oh, right. And he would come up and judge roast battle and stuff. It was all yeah. during that time where I was doing kill Tony, I was doing roast battle, and he 
just loved my commitment. He just yeah. loved so like he saw me do my thing on roast battle and kill Tony, and he was just like, "You're funny, man. You're funny. <laughs> like you keep at it, man. You got it." Yeah, <laughs> he, and he had that laugh. Oh, his laugh! Like uh, for forever, the thing I will think Ralphie May was that stupid that cackle man Sammy Shore birthday party. <laughs> Oh my god! That we did, and I just went up and was just roasting Sammy and Mitzi, and Mitzi, by the way, <laughs> and Paulie, <laughs> and so Paulie, the whole club basically. Paulie put this Artists. show together for <laughs> for Sammy's birthday, and it was just ridiculous. Like Paulie's trying to sell tickets, so he puts like Jezel neck on it. They don't know Mitzi. They don't know who Sam. They don't even know Griffin. who Sammy is. They don't know Mitzi. Yeah, and so. It's just like half the comics are trying to just do their normal set at a birthday party. It's super yeah. weird. And then the other half are just these old-timer guys who are like, I remember Sammy and I in 74. We were on. <laughs> and it was just like these horrible stories. So then I get bumped for Bursky. Oh. And I don't know if you know Bursky, but he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> And uh, he's he was here like the first night of the club. And yeah, his parents worked. His father worked a lot. His mother helped in the cover booth. Like they're close, very close to Mitzi yeah, and Sammy. Yeah. And so he's just this obnoxious little troll and this tiny thing. I and I just wanted to go up and get done with it because it was a weird show. And Paulie's like, "Dude, I'm putting up Bursky and then you." I'm like, "I'm not getting bumped for Bursky." So Bursky goes out, does what Bursky does. You know, I was the youngest comic ever on The Tonight Show and just gives his IMDb <laughs> list of achievements. we had him on the podcast, like, I don't know, two weeks before this? Yeah. Something like that. So Rick had just met this guy and I just had to nearly got this. killed by him. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it was, I was in a very unhappy place having to sit through him do this uh, self-praising set. And so I went out and I just was... Pretty mean, but I, I was all in. and <laughs> The commitment level was high. And what I remember is people laughing. A lot of people look on their face just like, what the fuck? And uh, Griffin went up before uh, Bursky and talked about, I'm pretty sure he was just uh, mixing in stuff from I'm Dying Up Here, season one. Stop it now. With the actual club, because he was talking about I bet Sammy used to hit Mitzi, which is a scene that happens in season one of I'm Dying Up Here. Uh, Goldie's husband hits her or whatever. He's like, I remember when I used to work here at Goldie's. And (laughs) he's like, like, wait uh, a second. Uh, I was in Vietnam, right? That's a different thing. That's a different character. (laughs) And so I said, so I go, I guarantee uh, when he heard hitting Mitzi, Argus come running from the back going, hey, is that my credit? (laughs) And then you just see Argus get up and leave the room. Like, well, okay, time for me to go. Wow. Um, but just Ralphie cackling from the side of the oh, room. Dude. I mean, there was a couple. There was probably a hundred people he, there, he but lo- you could just hear him laughing over everybody. He loved anything that was like anti-establishment, those, yeah. like that. Like the way that, like he, I did this this bit on roast battle that he loved, where I literally just jumped off of the stool into the wall like at the the height of the belly room ceiling and like the the stool went off and i just like hit the ground and he's like hey man that's funny man but you gotta be careful he goes that was insane man so break your back yeah yeah he i've never i still have never had i mean 
I have some close comedian friends who have vouched for me and stuff like that, but I've never had somebody vouch for me like the way Ralphie, he did. The way he did. Yeah. He like literally, he was like a, a loose dog, mm-hmm. like just going after. He's like, where? Screaming the, it at him in the, the kitchen. Where the fuck is Adam Egan? Yeah. I gotta talk to him right now. <laughs> and then like the like the wait staff stuff are like, do you know what Ralphie has been doing for you lately? <laughs> and I'm like, no. What? And they're like. He's been yelling at everybody, like yeah. not even people who have any power <laughs> at all, just like on a tyrant going through the store. He like, did it to me in the back, the VIP bar, I love as it. if I was like, in like charge. you said, like I had any power. <laughs> I was like, I, listen, I, I got to keep performing here, man, because this is the only money yeah. I make. I don't know if you're like trying to, to gather the troops. The troops. Like, yeah, yeah. None of us perform. He, he, what? what? We're on strike? strike. We're on strike. Like, uh, okay. uh, how's this happening already? <laughs> we, am I going to get more money? No. Yeah. Oh, Jer- Jeremiah is? Okay. okay. It's just for him to get past? Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he Weird. would, he would actually, he taught me some pretty valuable le- lessons on, about like the show business side of things because coming from Kansas, I, I feel like you'll definitely be able to relate to this or any, whenever you come from like a, a smaller place and you get out here. And you're raised like to be polite and stuff like that. Right. That can sometimes hurt you very much in yeah. this comedy game. Like if you're not like you got to be aggressive. You got to be aggressive. Yeah. And he was like he would get so mad at me. Like whenever I'd see him and he had been on the road for a while, he goes, "Why haven't you been emailing me, man? How come you haven't been bugging me to get more spots on the road?" And I'm like, "I didn't want to like bug you, right? You. I didn't want to bother you." He goes, "No, man. That's how you get ahead, man. You got like he would like." get on me he would grill me yeah. he's like f- email me text me here's my number like he would you know he like yeah and it taught me a lot about like the business side of things where it's like you have you to, have stay to be a people. little bit persistent or otherwise the person who's not really worthy of the gig is going to get it just on yeah. you know their tenacity there's a lot of, of that yeah true and i i'm the same way i hate it i hate bothering people i but uh, like you know i'll send an email and then if i don't hear back i'm like oh all right they're just not interested like but people sometimes once in a while i'll sneak one in and they'll be like oh shit i forgot i haven't heard from it i'm like oh fuck yeah i've been killing myself thinking this person didn't like me or didn't want to book me or whatever and it's all because they just get busy. Yeah, it went under the radar somehow. They got busy doing something else. Like, yeah, it's not personal. It's business, like yeah. they say in The Godfather. Yeah. I said uh, I sent Sorry. I sent my uh, fourth email to uh, Emily here at the Comedy Store okay. today. I got to do that too. Uh, about getting a La Jolla date, and I still have not heard a single response back. For, but now it's because she got a day job. For five months. She got another job in production. Oh, she does. So, which is great, but she's doing both. So I, I again, mean, if, it's going to yeah. go under the radar for five it's months because I, I feel like she's definitely just ignoring me at this point. Uh, well, she, anyway, it's she's neither here nor there. Too. But so, the point is, I'm not living in your negative world, Rick. She's not. This is going to be my year. I'm not worried about it. He, this is the. They'll year. be lucky if I'm not booked at all the other clubs in this country. This is the year we bring Rick out of negativity. I'm excited. I'm just happy to be positive finally. <laughs> we had Sebastian on here and he said that he lives in the negative and we were like, really? Sebastian? So happy. Yeah. Well then, well, welcome, <laughs> Sebastian, to no, our lair. But what he means is like in his head, he, he feels like it's it's all going to go away soon. Yeah. So he's, he's working making $17 a, million a year, harder but that could go away next year. Take so. it away. Yeah. Isn't that weird? But we all have our weird things. Do you guys ever have $3 million stolen out of your account before? (laughs) It's the worst. 
I told him, I go, you know, I'm, I'm making probably 23K a year. And he's his just loses. Amazing. 23K? All of it? Like, all of it, dude. I made all, all of it last of it. year. <laughs> his face when he looked at Rick. He's like, what huh? are you talking about? I make 200 grand a night. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he bossed his ass. Oh, yeah. He bossed his ass. Yeah. And let me tell you, he would come in and, like, I was friends with his PA agent. And they would kind of like, not they weren't paying attention to him. So he'd be like, how do I get, I invited her to lunch. I did this. I did that. I did that. And I was just like, just stay close with the assistant. Just because the big one. They're not doing it. Yeah. Right now is in the They're focused bigger on money. Their big, yeah. And, but that assistant is going to move up. Sure. And that's exactly what happened. She moved up. She's the head of, or she wasn't, she's not the head, but she, she was working for the head at William Mars and now works at UTA. So, but technically, she's the one that broke him in all that. Wow. Not the William Mars. Now, I've been with a couple assistants over the years, but I always uh, line up with the assistant who eventually uh, just gets removed from the building and is no longer allowed to even communicate with myself or the company. Oh, Rachel? Yeah. Wait a minute. Jeez. They they said you specifically, Rick? Like they said specifically. Uh, <laughs> uh if, yeah, this guy, if this guy calls, just patch him through to the police department yeah. because we want them to know where he is. Well, how could you fire Rachel? She was my favorite assistant. Ah, she turned out to be really racist and had a horrible eye for talent. <laughs> <laughs> what did she was my main she was the she only, was my main She believed in me. <laughs> was her name was Tammy, not Tommy. I don't understand. Well, not just that. Did that the worst manager I had, who was an assistant that got fired after he sent me out on that Breaking Bad audition. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this dude. For the Mexican? The Mexican. Yep. He, he wanted me to play crazy. He sent me out for the audition for Crazy 8. <laughs> and he didn't tell me. He just told me it was the guy's name was Crazy 8 and he was a druggie. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> this is for the pilot. And so I'm just like, what's Breaking Bad's weird name? Okay, we'll do this. So I show up for the audition, and the ladies, the ladies, like, "What are you here for?" And I'm like, uh, "A crazy eight. She was like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." You know, like he said, "Druggy." She's like, "I don't think you're right." I'm like, "Oh, he just told me that you know it's kind of a like a druggy part." And she's like, "Yeah, he's like a." a Mexican in his 30s, and he's a crystal meth addict. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, have you seen my range? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you see this character? Yeah. Oh, is that right, lady? Yeah. She's like, well, hey, now that's racist. Some crystal meth or what, lady? <laughs> Give me the blue dog. Come on. And she wouldn't even send me in the room, and I was so embarrassed. And I was just like, Wait, so how did how did he even book the audition? No though? fucking idea. He he contacted this lady, told her that. He had a Amazing. client that was perfect for the part. <laughs> oh. And she agreed. So I got, all right, yeah. yeah. So I went. She wouldn't let me in. It was like an Encino, and I felt super oh. stupid. So I drove back to West Hollywood just like all mad. And I was super mad. I called. He was with Brillstein and Young. No, P P Principato. Principato and Young, yeah. yeah. And uh and so I called there, and they're that's like, like a good management it's company, a great too. Company. Yeah, yeah. And they said, uh, "I go, yeah, I need to talk to to Michael." And they said, "We'll um, we'll have him call you or whatever." I'm like, "Okay." And I didn't hear back. And I called back like two days after that. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear back from Michael." And they're like, "Oh, well, let me patch you through to Joel." And I'm like, "Joel, 
So then Joel, hello, who's this? I'm like, this is Rick Ingram. Oh, hey, Rick, this is Joel. Have we met? Yeah, we met at McCormick and Schmidt like three weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, right, right. I was headlining. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, uh, what can I do for you? I go, yeah, Michael sent me on this audition and it turned out the part was for a Mexican crystal meth addict and they wouldn't let me audition and I'm just trying to figure out what the deal is. Oh, well, we let Michael go. So, uh, you know, if we have anything opens up, we'll definitely give you a ring. I'm just like, oh, oh okay. That's so brutal. And so now I saw that dude, Michael, added me on uh, or followed me on Instagram. Oh, good. Like two months Maybe ago. Maybe he has another audition for you. I clicked on it. Dude, just out, of, comedian. just out of the game. <laughs> I had I had a, a manager at one point that uh, he was a, a manager, but he also had his own acting imdb and and he showed me his short film that he (laughs) starred in and produced and it was just a horrible situation oh you're like oh i don't respect you i don't think this is gonna work you're you're trying to do the same thing that i'm doing but manage me at the same time this is weird it's like that flynn beck girl Oh, yeah, yeah. We've all, I mean, I feel like everyone's had some crazy shit, but uh, your Flynn Beck was from the improv, the Laugh Factory? She ran a show in the belly room, and now she runs a show at the improv like twice a year or something, but she's trying to be a comic. I think she goes up like four times a year, but just tells her when she's a comic. And she, uh, she was like, yeah, I want to represent you. I'm a manager. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we, we could talk about it at least, I guess. And and she's like, oh, I got you this audition. I'm like, cool. And then she sent me the thing, and it was like some, it was like the lead singer of a Christian rock band and something. I'm just like, all right, that's kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> and so then I look up the thing. You have familiarity with yeah, that. Yeah. I, I was like, say I that could, word for a second. I can work that out. <laughs> so I Googled it just because I'm like, I wonder if there's people attached to this movie so I could see kind of what it's about other than the you know, two pages of script they sent me. And it's like, uh, it's a, the movie came out in like 2013. I'm what? just like, so I call, I'm like, is this a sequel or she's like, Oh no, it's, you know, I'm just sending you in to read so that they can get an idea. I'm like, so I'm auditioning for a, a movie that already happened. Well, I just know this guy and he told me he would be willing to watch you, you know, do an audition. I'm like, Okay, I mean, that seems, am I going to get other auditions from this? Well, I just want him to, you know, see a client. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Amazing. I had, I had a, an agent that was like, I want to sign you across the board. I'm like, that's awesome, great. You know, so I went in, I signed all the papers, whatever. She had an office. It looked yeah, legit. Yeah, that's impressive. That's better and than a lot. And while I was signing stuff, um, she had a son that worked at like a printer place. So she was like, he can give you a discount on getting your headshots printed up. Yeah. That's how old I am. We had to use to print our <laughs> headshots out. I, I, had, I went on an audition today and, and they wanted a headshot. In, uh, tangible? I, in yeah, your hand? I hand? Yeah, I handed in a headshot today. Whoa. Yeah. I don't even have one now. I still have like a I'll be like, what's your email? Number just... amount. But some people for whatever, <laughs> some offices still want those hard copies. Well, this lady was like, I have a c- 
connection because my son works here. And then she goes, and he loves that job. But I have a question. Are they hiring at the comedy store? And I go, oh, your son wants to work there? She goes, no, no, I want to work there. You know, I'll hand out oh. stuff in the bathroom. I go, what? I'm so, I'm, what? <laughs> no. That's... We don't. Let me just get this and. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a uh, one scam agency I almost signed with uh, early on in L. A. Where I went through the they whole process. You? Yeah, well, they they um, it was like uh, by the time you got all through the paperwork, they're like, okay, so which headshot package do you want to buy? And I'm like, what package? are you talking about? Yeah, they were like forcing people to use their photographer for headshots oh, that's and stuff. Fucked up. Yeah, oh, it was super messed up. A lot of people do that though. A lot of agents. Yeah. They still this commercial agent I'm with that I'm definitely leaving, uh, is terrible and they do that all the time. Yeah. They send me for their classes and for their headshots. And I'm like, I just gave you new headshots. Yeah, but I think I'm like, no, bitch. This yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know, you bring me in. They know what the fuck I look like. I don't need this. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I hate everybody. I know. I'm trying to be positive. This, is, a positive this is our year. year. Rick. This is our year. I'm not worried about it. I can't believe how incredibly successful and rich we're going to get and not have to give any percentage to any management right. because we're doing it on our own. <laughs> DIY. Me and Sandy Bullocks are going to be all over YouTubes this year. I'm excited. And both of you can get it. Do you <laughs> have uh, any shows coming up that you want to promote? I mean. Uh, I have uh, my debut comedy album is coming out with my buddy <gasps> uh, Pat Reagan. We, uh, oh, he's terrific! Yeah, yeah, Patty. We did a uh, we did a full uh, studio music album uh, that we have like audio sketches in between and stuff. It's like a like kind of like a Sam Adam Sandler style, yeah. kind of vibe to it. Like that, and uh, that'll be coming out like in February. So we're super excited about that. Nice. And what's your podcast? You just started a podcast, yeah. didn't you? Uh, yeah, I've been going for a year with my podcast called Jeremiah Wonders. And, yeah. What does he wonder? I wonder about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I hear that. I can't even begin You're a to wanderer. start. There. I'm a wonderer. That's <laughs> what I am. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of fun characters and improv on on that show. It's uh it's like a kind of a fun extension from Kill Tony. Kind of see me do my own thing uh, uh, with guests and do characters with guests and stuff like that. So nice. Yeah. And you got a new saxophone lately. Yeah. Uh, it's from, beautiful. Oh, thank you. I was. I'm so. So grateful that happened. I, I instruments I, are expensive. Uh, this one that they that they sent me is like a three thousand dollars saxophone, which I've been playing the same sax literally for twenty years. Like the student Yamaha that I literally like worked random jobs and like family like chipped in on birthdays and stuff to pay this thing off. And uh, I've been playing it forever. And I mentioned on my podcast on Jeremiah Wonders and Kill Tony, I was like, I've been playing the same sax for a while. I think I'm wanting to you know upgrade eventually if there's any music people out there that maybe work at like an independent shop reach out to me and somebody did from pennsylvania and they're like we're, we're good people yeah they're like yeah. we're gonna send you a saxophone so yeah shout out to david Knowles and seth miller from menchie music in pennsylvania love Damn. it i'm yeah. from philly what's up yeah oh sorry <laughs> you always you always got to work that so in sorry. there so sorry <laughs> uh, so sorry <laughs> Um, well, I think you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming. What about um, shows coming up? You uh, Kill Tony's every the... yeah, Kill Tony's every Monday. Uh, <laughs> I here meant at the road, but, roast yeah. battle. Uh, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina next weekend, uh, depending Ooh. on the, when this comes out tomorrow. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, next <laughs> weekend we're at uh, Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're in uh, Europe uh, for Kill Tony next month in February. Killer. Yeah. 
How long Charlie are you going to be in night. Europe? Uh, for about six uh, days. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing uh, Ireland and uh, Manchester and London. Now I'm jealous. I'm blown Ireland. away that it's happening. Yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, that's cool too. I mean, just a, that a podcast, Rick. See, we could tour Europe. Do soon. you think? Do you think that someone's gonna bring us to Europe? Uh, guys, if you're listening and you're in Europe and you want Rick and I to come there. We don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, so we need you to take care of all we of We need that. more than a saxophone. You, I'm just saying. <laughs> or <laughs> no send offense, money to man. keep them here. Yeah. Either, either way. If you're not into... Just send money to stay put, either yeah. one. I just want to go to Ireland. Uh, England I'm not Ireland. so happy about, but, you know, Ireland, I'll go. Rick soured me on Listen, England. And I'm ethnocentric. America's doing it right. And Ooh. I'm not going to go over there and let these, these animals Brexit all over me. I'm not sure I used that right. I don't, I don't even understand what it is. But, but I'm I not going to have some, you know, some Nigel Brexit my ass while I'm over there. <laughs> Again, not sure if that's the correct I terminology. I think, I, think, I think it's perfect. I think all right, perfect. perfect. Yeah. All right, good. Um, well, I'll be here at the comedy store. Yes. Um, this Probably Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those are the only nights that give me spots. But Rick, those are the best nights to get the spots. Yeah, but you got to carry the weekend. Yeah, but it's only because the good comics are doing shows elsewhere, making money. Well, I'll be here this weekend too. With Perfect, you. and uh, I'll be. We can slum it up. True, but January seventeenth through the twentieth, I'll be headlining House of Comedy in uh, Minnesota. 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 Oh, yeah. A, a Mall oh, of yeah. Americas. Is that right? Yeah, the Mall of Americas. Yeah. Oh, Minnesota. Know? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, All right. Kansas City. Yes. I'll be headlining there uh, March 14th through 16th at uh, a new club called the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Yes. And, and go uh, to that. Yeah. Go. And, yeah, and the online tickets uh, should be up like in a month from now or something like that. Hoping, yeah. I'll be there April 4th. Heck yeah. So I'm excited. We actually talked about you. Whenever I was talking I with Dustin him. on the phone, he's like, who are your favorite female comics? I literally <laughs> said like Eleanor and like blah, blah. And, and like, and he's like, like, who's blah, blah? Who's blah, oh, blah, blah? <laughs> and, uh, he goes, he, he, and he instantly goes, he goes, well, I already got Eleanor. <laughs> 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 like I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm trying to get, like, I want Rick to go because I just, you know, Kansas was a fun place to perform. And Rick started there. He started with Dustin there, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I just have refused to perform because Craig Glazier was such a pile of shit. I don't know what Rest in peace. (laughs) Rest in peace, brother. (laughs) But. Hey, uh, man, I'm not going to be able to pay you till like, uh, <laughs> actually, don't cash that till uh, 2020. Okay? Wait a minute. That's I'll be a dead long by then, and they won't be able to come after me. <laughs> That's amazing. They buried me with an eight ball. You know that? Did they? Oh, and, and, a, yeah. and a mountain of debt. So. I feel like he'd dig himself up if there was an eight ball in there. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, to the Comedy Store Podcast. Listen to Jeremiah Wonders. Go see him. Kill Tony as a terrific podcast as well. The Comedy Jam still does what, once a month? Yeah, once a month at the, the Roxy. Excellent. And uh, Roast Battle every Tuesday. And then come see all of us at the Comedy Store here. World famous. World famous Comedy, comedy Store. store. 8433 Sunset if you're uh, using the map quest oh to come gosh. on out and see everything. I love that you know the address. I thought I was the only weirdo. Nope. I still uh, refer uh, to La Jolla as 916 Pearl Street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've plugged that into my GPS way too many times. So many too times. many times. Yeah. 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 Plus bringing stuff. Like Mitzi used to make me drive back and forth. Oh, really? Yeah. But when I worked for her, when I was working here, you know, whatever. 
I have a lot of jobs. It's almost <laughs> over, Eleanor. All right. So this is no, our no, year, we're guys. in the positive. Positive right. 2019. Um, so, yeah, come see us before we blow up, and then we're going to be too big <laughs> to speak to any of you losers. Rate and subscribe the podcast, and uh, Rick will take pictures with you and shake You're goddamn right. I, lo- I just love the fans. I love the people. I'm a people person. Come on out. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.